We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, everybody. Hey, now. And welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoof Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy. I got it right. Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, the WNBA is in full swing, my friend. And listen, there have been some really great games, some fantastic out-of-time-out executions by teams, but the top of the power list is still the Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, they, they own the scene. I mean, seven. I, this is, I, I think some of this stuff uh, that we're going to talk about today falls into the bucket of like, you can be surprised, but we right. probably shouldn't be surprised. Like the Aces starting off seven and zero, and it looked quite as dom. They they've looked dominant at times. I don't think they put a whole game together yet, and they're still like scary good. It turns out, yeah, that when you have a championship team <laughs> and you add Kansas Parker to it and yeah. you add uh, Alicia Clark to it, and you don't lose that many players, yeah. it turns out you're pretty good. So seven and zero. I mean, their offense is what is what's driving them on the yeah. I want to see what the points per game yeah 109 offensive rating which is real good 109 so that's first in offense and then christy guess what they are in defense on a per possession basis per possession defense for the aces first first wow i was gonna say second but i was like you know they're they're winning so they have to be putting it together on both sides so it's uh, it's looking good, and I I really don't think this team is in in full swing yet. I mean, no. shoot, the three point shooting's not that good yet. But like, I don't know. In the game last night's game, um, against Connecticut, it, mm-hmm. it got, that game got they were up really big early, and that's what I was saying. They put a really nice first half together, they really did. just beautiful basketball, and then didn't put the second half together. But it didn't really matter because they were up by so much by the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think the Aces, like, I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? 
No, I, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I mean, they came out of the gates. I mean, that was going to be a, a great game anyway. It was billed to be like a, a great matchup, um, a rematch, if you will, a run it back situation yeah. from last year's finals and all. Um, you know, I just think that it was uh, too much of, of Vegas initially with their experience really showing through. And then the grit and wherewithal from Connecticut came through towards the end. And Stephanie White got coach of the month, right? Um, was it coach of the week yes, or coach I of the month? So. Yeah, uh, it could be either because there's only like one week of games That's what I'm in saying. May. Like we had, it, there was like nine days yeah. in May where there was games and we gave out a coach of the month, which I, I think that's fine. I think she was the easier conference coach of the month or the coach of the week, but it does in the first week it didn't matter. Either way, yeah, either way, hats off to Stephanie White, man, and walk into that team. Um, you know, Kurt Miller obviously was there for years, and then now he's with the LA Sparks, who we're going to talk about next mm -hmm. uh but stephanie white has just done a, a masterful job there at the head coaching position i mean she took the fever to the finals in 2015 and she's she has 15 years whether she was playing or coaching in this league um and that just that just speaks to her uh basketball acumen but also mm -hmm. it just speaks to her discipline to be able to hit the ground running as a new coach and have them in the top stratosphere of the WNBA power ranking. So uh, the way that she got them getting, uh, the way that she got them back on track in that game, I mean, it just speaks to not just the tactical side of adjustments that were made down the stretch for Connecticut to make that run, but you know, you have to be an encourager. You have to pour in mm -hmm. to, uh, to your team. And I know that she did that as well as get on the whiteboard. I mean, all of her stuff coming out of timeouts and, you know, uh, the adjust, the adjustments, like I said, were, were right on time. So you want to have that. I mean, your leaders, you want them to, to pour into your team. And, you know, as a player, I wanted my coaches mm -hmm. to pour into me and not that I, I'm expecting that and I'm not going to, you know, be a giver in that, dynamic but you want to have positive reinforcement right um and you also want to be told the truth too and be held accountable so i think that's what stephanie white has done with connecticut and i think you know it helps to have some to have some continuity right like yeah and have Alyssa thomas who uh I don't, <laughs> think she, don't think Alyssa thomas has much of a problem telling the truth right. um but you know coming into that situation and winning like they have it, it's been really impressive and i think you know being able to come back in that game against the aces was also impressive. I think mm -hmm. that's one of the things that um, shows the resilience of a team. I mean, you know, it didn't take long for me to mention the Miami Heat. I'm already wearing my Hemi jersey, <laughs> my Hemi <laughs> shirt. Hemi, Hemi Butler, go Heat. Yeah, you guys, by the time you guys listen to this, you'll know if the Heat have a 2-1 lead um, in the NBA Finals, which... I love it. Let's go. Uh, but that's the sort of resilience that you see from teams that are good, right? The teams that are really good show that they're not going to give up no matter what the score is, and they're going to go right. on a bigger run and make the score look good at the end, not just because it makes the score look good, but because they believe it can help them win. So I think Connecticut yeah. has that, um, and, and they and they showed it in the second half, but, man, they just got blitzed by those aces. I mean, yeah. I don't – and, and it's, it's coming from every angle, and, again, they're not shooting threes that well. Oh. Actually, you know what? I wanted to look up something before we got on here, and I forgot, so we're just going to have to do this together. Oh. Um, I'm, like the, I'm looking for the time of possession ah, for the Aces this the Aces. season okay. versus last season. So let me see. I'm on the pace. Uh, I could, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's pace, but like taking out 
um, it's not just possessions per game. It's like the seconds per possession based on like the play by play stats. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just a little different and I like it just a tiny bit better. Um, oh, let's see. So Las Vegas, their offensive pace is 14.1 points. I mean, 14.1 seconds per possession on okay. offense. Okay. Let's see what it was last year. So that's how much they use. That's that's how many that's how much seconds they use. Okay. The second best in the league. Second oh, best in the league. I mean, while we're here and we're waiting for this to load, who do you think the first best team in the league is so far in terms of offensive pace? Oh man. We just had them. We just had them. Um was it was it uh who was in Friday? Who was in Friday? Who was in Friday? Who was in DC on Friday? Because it was pace, that was one of the keys. Was it was it Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Dow- no. Dallas. Dallas. Dallas was up there, but it's actually Atlanta. Oh, Dallas was up there. That's what it was. Pace so, you know, pushing. Yeah. So last year, Las Vegas was first in this same stat, uh, offense uh, seconds per possession on offense at fourteen point four nine seconds. So they're actually moving faster this year, even though they're second rather than first. Um, that'll probably right. normalize. But I think they're going to continue this pace because you have Kelsey Plum, you have uh, Jackie Young, you have Chelsea Gray. Who I mean, Chelsea just does everything. And then you have Candace Parker, who's a great outlet passer. You have Asia Wilson, who runs the floor. Bear. It's just like, like the a- layers and layers and layers upon like, hey, okay, maybe you stop them in transition. Then you get into the half court and you have to deal with all of those people I'm talking about running in unison and running plays that they pretty much know how to play because, I mean, again, adding Candace Parker to this team is just brilliant because she doesn't, there's no like necessary time like she she knows how to play like yeah just tell her tell her the general <laughs> scheme yeah. and like she she'll figure it out you don't have to spend too much time like getting her used to uh, how you guys do things so it should be the same as whatever she's doing she's yeah one of the best players right so i mean it just felt really smooth really seamless yes um for for the aces and i'm impressed i gotta say and i think uh i i would be surprised if this lets up but i mean we should expect them to lose like probably going a little bit losing streak at some point this year. Do you think that's fair? I mean, I think, I mean, you don't want to see teams no. lose, but I understand what you mean. Like to have to fight through some adverse situations and then develop character and then push through to try to repeat as WNBA champions. I can see that. But yeah. I mean, I was also on an undefeated high school team so there's a lot to be said <laughs> not losing man i don't know i don't know but if they do i think you know they have the experience to to weather that storm right i mean it can't rain forever and you know they understand that mm. because they've seen it uh you know usa basketball they've seen it with the WNBA and all the different teams that they've been on they've had to fight together so i mean to see chelsea gray and and uh, and candace parker are on the same team again and they had the little kid play footwork dance mm-hmm. down i mean you know they're going to get it right back okay they're in lockstep in in every way so i just think mentally if that does happen they're going to be okay um and obviously becky hammond running the show um winning a championship in her first year as a head coach and the WNBA. i mean that speaks for itself as well so i i think they'll be fine if that does happen but i wouldn't be surprised if they ran the ran the table Oh, they're not going to win. I'm not putting that out there as like they're not going to win all their going games. Going to do, but I, I would not be surprised. They they're not going to win all their games. There's 40 games this year. That's too many games. 40 of them. Hey, you never know. That's too many to win in a row. I mean, like so last year, 
in fairness to what you're to your point. Their <laughs> longest losing streak was two games. There you um, go. They did have a stretch though. I believe this was right before the All Star break, I believe, where they lost one, two, three, four, five. Five that- of the last seven heading into the All Star break. Oh, last season. And then they got it together right after the All-Star break. That's when uh, Chelsea Gray famously said, I'm just not going to lose any more basketball games. I'm going to play perfect basketball and we're going to win. Uh, and they pretty much did that. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I just do think they will have to they'll hit something, right? Like, it, it'll happen. But, man, I think that team is yeah. going to – we're going to see them in the finals again is what I'm getting at. I, I think that's a fair prediction. That is a fair prediction. And I just think, you know, the way that they have – come out of the gates. I mean, even if they have a lot of the core pieces from last year's championship squad, you know, to add, you know, Alicia Clark, like you said, and obviously mm-hmm. Candace Parker, uh, I just think for them to add them in and not really have any hiccups out of the gates, I think that's most impressive as well. I mean, they don't really need that time to develop chemistry, although I know that they are doing that, but they're doing that and winning. So there's like, <laughs> there's like an yeah. extra added bonus to how quickly they are formulating their their rhythm on both sides of the ball. So it's not just offensive continuity. I mean, you have to be on a string on defense. And, you know, we saw that with New York out of the gates, like, you know, just kind of didn't have their mojo going in game one against Washington. And Washington won that game and took advantage of them trying to develop their chemistry. So we haven't seen that with Las Vegas is all I'm saying. And not that New York is not rolling right now because they are. But um, initially, you know, and, and you give them grace in that regard, um, you know, to know with all those moving parts and new pieces, you, you understand them. It's not going to be like, oh, on paper, it looks like this. So it's going to look like this on the floor. No. Right. But I think for Las Vegas, it, it has, for the most part, looked, like you said, seamless. And, you know, they look together. And I think that chemistry between, again, Candace and, and Gray, you know, I mean, they already have that. So it's just like, you know, you go to the yard and you, you see a, a player you played with before. It's just, you got, hey, you got the eye. I don't have to say anything. Especially when that player is Chelsea Gray. I mean, it was Chelsea you Gray. May, you may just be able to pick up Chelsea Gray, Gray and she'll play like that with you because she's like a genius. Exactly. But, but you have the familiar. So. Yeah. I do. So I want to I say one more thing about the Aces, but yeah. I want to get back to what you said about the Liberty because I do have one large complaint oh. about the Liberty. Uh-oh. I, 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 need to get, I need, just need to get off my chest. My um, notes. What you going to say? But... So on, on the aces, I just want to say it's really nice to see uh, Alicia Clark hitting her, her threes. Yeah. Uh, she's currently at 48%, 13 to 27. That's awesome. It was a struggle last year coming back from the foot injury. You know, yeah. her threes weren't falling. She, she just didn't feel right, you could tell, uh, yeah. even in the play. And she found so many ways to contribute, which is a testament to her. But, like, but her, her threes weren't falling. Love to see the threes falling. And then those, those looks are, like, wide open um, because – look at the team she's playing on who she's playing with yeah it's absolutely wide open for her um and so she's she's hitting them it's just lovely to see former mystic former former storm um helping helping the team win on the liberty here's my here's my thing all right talk to me so uh i i went back and uh, i like watched all in in depth watched the entire chicago sky comeback against liberty 19 points I don't want to be like hyperbolic, but like 19 points, like that's a lot of points to, to give up as a lead. That is. Like that if you're up 19 in the game, you're like, all right, we're we're probably okay. We're feeling good. Feeling we're good. feeling really good. Feeling solid. So I was like, how you give up a 19 point lead? 
So I went back and watched it. And and it really, I don't want to be too simplistic because there was a lot going on. Marina Mabry played great. Clay Copper got going. Uh, the Chicago Sky team's really tough. Alana Smith is like playing out of her mind. James, James, James Wade, just tremendous. And we, 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 call it, we talk about it. But get it done. how are the Liberty just not getting back in transition? Yeah. They're not getting back. They're not stopping the ball. No. And it, it, it's hard to stress how important transition defense is. Mm-hmm. And they just, they have not been getting back. And I don't know. I mean, Sandy Rondell said it was an effort thing, but like, I, it has to be something also like it, it can't just be effort. Like they care. They're clearly playing hard for most of the game. Mm-hmm. They're just not getting back. I'm not sure what the problem is, but that's the only, that's my big complaint. If the Liberty got back on defense, they probably win that game against Chicago. So that seems like an right. easy fix that at least in that one game. Yeah. But I mean, transition defense, that's not schematic. And I think that's what Sandy Brondello was alluding to. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. What else? Like, if you're coaching and you see your team not getting back, what do you say to them? Go harder. Like, <laughs> get back. Like, we gotta go. Like, we can't have easy offense for our opponents. Like, I don't know. Like, schematically, I mean, you could send, you know, not too, not as many people to the glass on the offensive boards. I mean, there's like a schematic, but is it is it simply just effort when it comes to transition defense? Well, focus, effort, and focus on every play is what, I mean, is what makes it. Right? But you also have to bust your butt. You need to haul it. Yeah, back. like yeah, effort, effort, and focus. Like understanding, like oh, we got to go now, and then giving that effort to go now. But I think also there is like a little bit of scheme, right? Like there is some communication as to which guard is getting back first to stop the ball, who, which person's running to the rim. If you're the second person, if, I mean, obviously the entire point is to get back. If you get back, you stop a lot of problems. If you're just simply back there. Yes, but but like there is some scheme to it, and maybe that's that's an area where they could improve. But I I think it has to be a lot of effort. I just don't I don't like saying it's effort because I'm not sitting. I'm not. I don't know what their high, you know, what their upper think. lower effort is. So there has to be something in here that that makes um that makes makes it make sense. But 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 hey, maybe they're just getting back into shape and it'll be fine. But like it, last year, the Liberty had the problem with the turnovers that drove me crazy. We had several yeah. podcasts where I like ranted about it. I don't want to do that with the transition defense this year for the Liberty. So I hope they get together. Right. Yeah. I hope so too. I, you know, and, and sometimes if you do have a team that, that is a high paced team and you're playing against them, maybe, you know, like what I was saying, if you want to make mm-hmm. something schematic or make some adjustments in that way, I mean, don't send three to the glass, you know, just send yeah. two to the glass and, you know, have your other guards or your other three players getting back. Right. And and walling up and not allowing uh, free rim runs and drives and finishes in transition. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it is it is effort. So I kind of agree with Sandy Brundello on that, because even if you send if you send two or three yeah. to the old boards, I mean, you still have to get back and, and direct them out. Like you still have to funnel them out of the lane, like Absolutely. period. And you have to contest threes in transition now because analytics and the threes, the amount of threes going up. Okay. So you have to be aware. So there can't be, you know, Hey, the house is on fire. Who's going to go put some water on yeah. it? You're looking around. Like that's what's happening. It's like the house is on fire. Like we all got to go. Like we yeah. all have to help uh, put that out. So um, that's, that's it for me. But I mean, that's the only thing I could think of schematically that would help. But at the end of the day, the foundation of that whole premise 
is you got to haul it back and protect the rim, protect your house, like you get there, you know, get there. And, and that is, you know, a focus factor. And that is a want to, and not a have to, you know, uh, that is, uh, you know, I heard uh, Van Gundy on one of the playoff mm-hmm. games say, um, and Jeff um, say yeah. something about, Hey, you can't trot back. You got to be in a full sprint. You got to get back. And that's just the basics and the fundamentals, right? I mean, that's just the bottom line. I mean, you got to give that effort. And, and it has to be every time. You have to be consistent. You got to be looking like like the Kenny Smith thing. You got to be yeah. looking like this. Not, not like this. Like, like this. <laughs> leaning. <laughs> leaning, leaning forward a little bit. Run through the tape, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, it's not. And, and the it, limiting turnovers, which will come with all that. You, you know, you were talking about how they're going to get used to each other and all that. Like, they will get used to each other. And they will. So the turnovers will be lessened. There'll be less transition opportunities. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the shots go down. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's not all bad. I don't, that's what I'm getting at. I was like, it's not no, all bad for them. But like you said, they, they are kind of rolling. Like they won four straight games in between. Right. Yeah. They lost the first game of the year to Washington, just got mopped in that one. That was, that was, that was interesting to watch. And then lost this one in Chicago, but four wins in between uh, with one of them being against Chicago. Right. It's just a good team. Uh, they're just, they're just really good. Brianna Stewart's really, really good. Uh, yeah. And then according to Vandersloot's again, leading the league in assists. Uh, like by a lot uh, at the moment, I'm sure people will catch up and she'll come down a little bit. Um, yeah. And Sabrina's playing great. Just, just a really good team. And they're going to, they're going to be fine. But I think, I do think it's the growing pains. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, you know, last year, Natasha Cloud led the league with seven assists. So, you know, let's see if her numbers can get back up yeah, she's, to, to that she's window. Like fourth. Right. Right. Um, see if she can get back up into that that upper echelon, that, that window, you know, being uh, tops again. But Courtney Vandersloot probably has, you know, the biggest adjustment to make as the point guard, right? Um, I think that's the biggest transition when you go to a new team, especially when you are a facilitator and an organizer of the offense in the quarter court, that's probably the biggest adjustment. And, um, you know, other players move to different teams, but they're kind of, you know, they can kind of blend in where you fit in kind of situation. But for a point guard, that, that takes a, a command mentality. Um, you fall on the sword when the team loses, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With the coach, right? Because it's an extension of the coach, the point guard, right? So, you know, how well are you organizing the team? How well are you, um, what are you looking like with your assist turnover ratio? Are you tops in that? Um, what's your volume on on your assist to your turnovers? And I think that that factors into it as well. But you know, when you're Courtney Vandersloot and you also have the ability to score, it's like, okay, now I'm trying to make sure everybody eats or whatever, right? And I make sure everybody gets a touch, but I can also impact the game with my offensive production. So how do you find that happy medium where you're impacting the game as a facilitator, but you can also find your niche offensively to, you know, carve out 10 points a game, 10, 12 points a game, as well as, you know, seven, eight, nine assists a game and do that with a new group of faces. So um, I'm not worried about Courtney Vandersloot at all. No, she's doing great. And, yeah. And the fact that she's already leading the league in assists, uh, that's not surprising to me, but I am saying that that has probably been a huge learning curve for her, you know, to, to get what Sandy Brondello once um, executed. Right. Um, but I think it's really intriguing to watch. I think I, I think I really admire point guards for mm-hmm. that. Because of that, um, because of that challenge that they have every day in practice, like 
you can't be low spirited. You can't be, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you have to always have the energy. You have to always be picking everybody up. It's almost like you're the mom of the team, you know, it's like you have, you have that responsibility, you know, and then hopefully someone's watching after her in that same way. Right. Like, oh, yeah. are you, like that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Well, for, for Courtney, right. For everyone else. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. For Courtney, it's uh, it's, it's Allie Quigley who is in the stands at every game, which is yes. incredible. It's just, man, wish man. you could just point. I wish in the basketball, sometimes you just point in the stands and be like, Hey, you, you want to, you can lace them up. We have like 10 minutes if you want. <laughs> yeah, come um, for a quarter. Mm. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was bizarre seeing Allie Quigley in the stands. But yeah, no, I, I think for Courtney, she she's rolling along. I, I think she's um she's just been like such a machine. And, and she is, you can tell, you can tell what you're saying in terms of like, this is an adjustment. Like there's some times where she's, you know, mm -hmm. moving around and the team's not moving around her. And then there's, there's some like, yeah, you know they have a lot of point guards or players who have played a lot of point guard. Like Sabrina played point, played a lot yeah. of point guard, obviously in her career. You have Marine Johannes, who yes, Marine Johannes has that she of her, yeah. So she she's one of these players who's capable of anything. Like mm -hmm. some of those passes are going to be awesome. Some of them are going to go into the third row, and you just gotta live with it. Uh, this is where you gotta put on a smile and be like, "Hey, good job, Marine. Just yeah. keep going." Whatever pops into your head, try it because sometimes it's magic. Like the there's some whip passes that she does. That I'm like, I'm not sure anybody across basketball does it better <laughs> than her. That little that little whip pass. And then some of them, some of them go to the third row. Tisha, that's I mean that's how she reminds me a lot of Tisha Pinatero. Like with those wraparound. As soon as you said that, you know, I'm picturing Tish, and then Tish was compared to mm -hmm. Magic, right? Um, yeah, Magic Johnson. So, I mean. I, I love her game. I love the flashiness of it. And it is high risk, high reward. Like you said, okay. I mean, it's, it's going to be in the third row or it's going to be a pocket pass, like, and they're going to score on it. So I live with it. I'm not mad at it. I love the flair that she brings to the game and, you know, and it's not arrogant. It's just, it's so it's artwork, right? It's beautiful. It's crafty and it's risky. And you kind of love that, that it's risky, right? That she has and the wherewithal to be like, I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I love that she she's not afraid, you know, and I love players who aren't afraid if they can back it up with their skill set. Right. Like I like you're that not she... afraid. You're like, oh, for 20, like you're killing us. But you're not like that. You know what I mean? So she's she's high risk, high reward. But the rewards, I think, outweigh the risk with her. Yeah, for sure. No, no. You, you, I mean, like it's it's fine. Like she does. I think she on balance is definitely outweighing yeah. her her negatives. Um, yeah. some of those passes, like some of them, like you, as, even as a fan, you're like, gee, why'd she do that? And then you think back and you're like, okay, it's it's okay because like this is all part of the process. It, it is an art. There's an art to this. So I think like Chelsea Gray does this, and it's a little bit more about efficiency. You know, like Chelsea Gray makes those passes, and it's like, boom, like I'm doing this because. If I do, if I throw the pass like this, like it'll get to her a second earlier. And Marine does that too. Don't get me wrong, but like, there's more of like a, I'm throwing this pass because I want to see what happens. Right. And like, I want to see if I could do it. And there's a lot more of that. And I just think you're right. Like she's good enough to get away with it because she's so good. It is a little bit like teacher, teacher, and, and, and you know, you don't see it in the highlights. It's teacher had a lot of turnovers too. Like it's yeah, it's fine. It's just something that happens when you're that type of player. Yeah, but the ones she connected on, let me tell you something about Tish. That's my girl now. Look, she was she was fantastic. I mean, 
And it wasn't like, again, it wasn't that she was trying to be over, overly fanciful, you know, with her creativity, but man, her creativity was beautiful to watch. I mean, absolutely beautiful to watch. Same with Magic Johnson. So, I mean, he was my favorite point guard. So, I mean, when you look at what he was able to do, he found joy in, you know, setting up his teammates. Same with Tish, right? And I think you can say the same with Maureen. Like she, she wants to set her teammates yeah. up and she's doing it with flair and, and flash and efficiency for the most part. So I, I'm, I love it. I love it. You know, and, and most of the ones that are, you know, fancy or whatever are a surprise, like, Oh snap. Like I didn't see that coming. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think she was going to go like behind her over top of her head, but boy, she caught it and finished. So it's like, okay, go I think, I, I think the Arisabli had that happen to her. Like in one, she was like open in the corner and it was just, I'm not even sure the pass was necessary, to be honest, but it looked real pretty. It was like, shoom, and right. like Niara caught it, and it was right in her shooter's pocket, too. Like, I think that was the more shocking part. It's like, okay, she can make that pass, but for it's not, I don't have to move my hands. Yeah. And she caught it, and there was like a second pause where I'm sure in her head she was like, just like, what just happened? What happened? <laughs> and then she shot it, and she missed it. But right. She was, it, was, it was a nice yeah. pass. Um, I love it. So, I, Marine, adding to that uh, team is, is going to be great. But yeah, growing pains, they'll be okay. I think they just yeah. need a, a little bit of time. Now, do you want to, what, where do you want to talk about next? Like we, you know, we have, we can talk about any team in the league because we haven't, we haven't touched on that many yet. So, I mean, we yeah. can talk Sky. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Sky. Let's go with Chicago. Sky High. Chicago, the Bears. Uh, this is not the Bears. This is the Skies. The Sky. Uh, and they are better than probably a lot of people pictured right i mean i think i probably had them closer to the bottom of uh my power rankings if i actually put those out and they're five and three and they're playing great basketball and they james are. wade looks like he picked some great talent in the offseason that were just diamonds in the rough and he's really rebuilt this team into something that looks like a, it looks really good right now yeah i mean james wade last night i mean i was screaming watching that mm -hmm. game they played last night because when you have, um, and they're playing uh, Indiana, right? So yes. Indiana game last night. So they were playing Indiana, and you know Indiana just scored uh, in the waning seconds of regulation, and then Chicago calls a timeout. I forgot how much exact time they had, but it was like very few seconds to execute what they executed, and they had a sideline out of bounds play on the ATO. And it was amazingly executed. Like everyone, it was like an orchestra, right? Everyone did their part. Everyone's instrument was in tune. They set the screen. They uh, rejected the screen. Uh, copper went through and they brought it up to the top. And then they got the drive, um, dribble drive in the finish. Uh, take it to, was that you? I think that was me. Sorry. Oh, no, but to take it to overtime. So, I mean, for him to draw it up, to what he wanted and then the team to come out and execute it i was like man come on that was check, perfect it was check perfect. out this uh technology here christy so the reason that that made a sound uh is because i just downloaded that play and we can play it here oh yes right, we here don't we need Oh, that's my girl too, Lisa Byington and Megan McHugh <laughs> are on the call. Those are my people. But look at it. Look, it perfectly executed. You know, everyone knew that it would probably go 
to uh, Kalia Copper, who is down yeah. at the bottom there taking a cut. Yeah, but I don't know how to, decoy. I don't know how to highlight stuff. Yeah, she was the decoy in this one because, I mean, obviously they're not going to give it to her. I mean, obviously the defense is not going to let her get a face cut to the rim on the first cut, right? So they bumped off, covered that, and then here comes Smith up to the top. I mean, yeah. And then she was able to get her momentum and and get downhill just straight to the rack. Is that Mabry right there? Mabry gets the 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 inbound. Yeah, so Mabry gets the inbound, right? Yeah. And then it and it's a little curl. And, and man, that's a that is a per look at that window right there. Yeah. That's good defenders. I mean, Aaliyah Boss, a, a player that we could talk about um in a little bit, but good good defenders, just a really good seal right there yeah. and great role. Perfect roll, and then she got it right to her. Boom. And then the defense is behind, you know, mm -hmm. Smith on that play. But yeah, Mabry was right there. I mean, that I mean to make that pass and, and got it to her. I oh. love it. Oh, thank you for clipping that. Look you at that. Look at that. We could do we could do stuff like that. I just I figured that out today, by the way. That was, that that's was awesome. Oh, that's I, we, we also definitely have to talk about Leah Bossy because I have another video. That I can play while we talk about Leah Boston. So we have to we have to talk about Leah Boston. We promise do. guys. I, I know there's several South Carolina fans that listen to us. We're gonna talk about Leah Boston. I know we didn't talk about enough, enough about Asia Wilson <laughs> when we were talking about the Aces, because she's gonna be the MVP, so we'll talk about her a lot. I mean, we'll have a lot. Yeah, Leah Boston conversation will happen. Back to the sky. Uh yeah. I, I just think they're they're playing well. And that play was like a really good example of of what James Wade is doing with this team really well coached they're in the right spots and, and to your point at the end of that game i feel like there was one maybe four three or four um after timeout actions between the coaches where um i think james wade drew one up to tie the game right and it was really nice i think there was a lot of spent three perhaps yep i don't remember when, when that came but there, so there was that one and then there was the bucket on the other end which was a leah boston put back um, which I'm sure is exactly what Chris decides. <laughs> she said, hey, Aaliyah, you're going to get the rebound right here, and you're going to put it back. Um, but to, they get the bucket there, and then the other one that we just watched um, from James Wade. Yeah. Really great execution all around from both teams, and I think that's what the the Chicago Sky kind of are. Great execution team. It's, it's supposed to be, um, you know, they, they play – I think just the right brand for them and they need to shoot a little bit better. I think around just like there's some players that are like Courtney Williams shooting 42% from three. Right. Will that continue? So then you have to expect someone else to pick it up, but the way they're playing now is wonderful. I think James Wade is doing a wonderful job. And I think this probably can take, like, do you, do you believe in them throughout the season to make a run into at least the playoffs? I do. I just think, you know, and I'm going by that one play in particular, right? When Because they've bought in, number one. No one's going to say, like, okay, here's the play on the board, and let me go do my own thing. Nobody did that, which is why the play worked. I just think there's there's 100% buy-in to what James Wade is is selling, right? Um, which is continuity, which is it's going to take all of us, um, which is to be locked in. And and that was, I heard Lisa Byington say that, uh, or some not verbatim, but something along those lines, like we have to be passionate you know, in this game. And when you're passionate, that wears off that, I mean, not wears off, but that trickles down to mm -hmm. everybody else. Right. When, when one player is showing that, then it's like a collective um, combustion that, that you want, right. That's what you desire for your team, that everyone's on the same page with their energy. And so I, I'm, I won't be surprised if they can, you know, sustain what they've started yeah. out the season with. 
um, because of that, right? When you can execute like that, and who knows, like if that shot is off, if I'm James Wade, I love that we got a crack at it. Yeah. Right. We executed it, but we missed. Okay. But I would be bitter about it if this is what I wanted, right? On the whiteboard, and mm-hmm. we go out and it's all kind of disconnects, or it's not the screens aren't being set, or somebody's off on their own world, you know, trying to be a hero, right? So that would that would anger me more than running it properly and missing a shot. Uh, and, and- so with that in mind, I'm I'm not surprised that they're doing what they're doing right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if they are able to sustain it right there. Again, the, the title of this podcast should be, we're surprised, but should we be? Because <laughs> we shouldn't be. The Aces are really good. Right. <laughs> the Liberty have a brand new team. They're going to they're gonna be good, but struggle. The Sky are coached by a really good coach who's yeah. a championship level coach and have two <laughs> players that are absolute, at least they have a lot of players who are absolute dogs, but their two top players yeah. are dogs and we Big know dogs. that they're really good. Yeah. Um, and like, hey, maybe Alana Smith's a little bit of a surprise, but she was a first round pick for a reason. Like, they, don't forget it. Maybe we shouldn't be that surprised. Um, but anyway, no. so congrats. And yeah. to pull that off, Sorry. to your point, I didn't make a big enough deal about this. To pull that off in 2.7 seconds? That's what like, I said. That's... I knew it was waning. I, it was two, 2.7. Wow. 2.7. I don't know. I thought it was like five ish. 2.7. That felt like a lot. That's all they needed. That's all they needed. And you could tell. I mean, you know, when you go over as a coach now for you, you know, you go over situations, right? Every day. And it brings mm-hmm. out the best in, in your team, I think, just to be calm in those moments and and to understand, like, hey, we've worked on this. Hey, we've had, you know, we've run this and we've gotten it in 2.7 seconds. Like maybe they ran that play with 2.7 seconds, you know, in practice. So it's like, I've been here, done this. And they go right out and, and execute it perfectly. I mean, took it to overtime, but I, I just think it was, uh, I mean, the overtime session too, you could tell that's all they needed was that extra punch of energy to get to the overtime. And then oh, they, yeah. were able to, they were able to just hoop in the overtime and, and got the win. No, it's, uh, it, 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 it's really impressive. And I think the other thing right there that's impressive, Clay Copper making a cut knowing that she's not going to get the ball. Exactly. A lot of players will cut 100% there or, or you know, you know they, they, they fudge it. She didn't. She knew she was gonna get hit. She knew yeah. she wasn't gonna get the ball. Yeah. Still cut really hard to make the entire play happen. The entire Absolutely. play is based on that cut, and she and she Have made to. it really hard. Absolutely covered this. So yeah. good, good for this guy. I'm with you. I think they're gonna be around. No, I'm not sure they're not gonna. I'm not sure they're gonna be getting you know home court uh, consideration, but they're gonna be one of those teams that were like, ooh, they're lurking. Like right. Ooh. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I want to see them in the first round. Yeah, I mean, 12 really great teams. I mean, that could eat night in, night out, like take you to the woodshed if you're not, if you're not on point. <laughs> well, and, 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 and transition, speaking of one of those teams, uh, the Indiana Fever, they are finally one of those teams that can actually win a basketball game uh, in this league. Yeah. Fam- famously, they broke the Christie curse. Christy, you 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 jinxed this team last year. I don't know if you remember. I want to talk about that, man, because I they, I still thought I was going to win that <laughs> after when the All Star break. They just needed to win a couple games, man. They needed to win one game exactly. Just one. Uh, so we bet at the beginning of the season, early on, that we the, the Fever <laughs> had like they they had had won a game or something. I was like, there's no way they win more than like seven games because uh, yeah. you, you had said they would match their season total by the all-star break. And I said, they, yeah. they will not, they will not win that. So that was, it was like, mm-hmm. they need, they had to get seven wins. And so they win six games in like their first, I don't know, 
yeah 12 and i was like this i was like let's go let's go and then after all star break they didn't win the rest of the year yeah that was not 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 just in the all-star break the rest of the year (laughs) and then the first four or five games this year four games four games this year uh before finally breaking the the streak against indiana i mean against uh, atlanta against atlanta yeah, that was that was not cute last year. And I mean, after you know the, the second half after the All Star break, I was like, "Come on, you can scratch out a couple, <laughs> scratch out a couple for me." And uh, nope. But you know, they had a super young team last year with five rookies, right? Um, drafted this- seven new players to the team, and then had five rookies on. <clears throat> excuse me, five rookies on it, and yeah. you know, um, and Kelsey Mitchell is who she is. It, which is an amazing player, but you yeah. know, she has some really young players around her last year, but you could see the fight in them this year. And I think, um, you know, although, you know, they did get that win against Atlanta, I still think, you know, their, their upside is tremendous. Oh yeah. They're and up kind the of for the same reasons as Chicago. And I think for Indiana, it's like you watch that game against Atlanta. I think the best thing about that was they had the winning mentality. They got, they were resilient. They yeah. you know, lost leads. They gave it up. They had to get back to it. That's great. But Nalissa Smith was like unbelievable. Yeah, she was. Just, I mean, it, you know, I I know we think she's a really good player. She's a great prospect, but like she was just on the level. And you saw to me, it was like, whoa, like that clicked. Like is Nalissa Smith plays like that? If they can get that from her more often, and Leah Boston is already doing what Leah Boston does. Yeah, uh, she's just doing it in the WNBA now. <laughs> True. Um, you know, this team is already because they have Mitchell. They this team is pretty good. They've only won, they're still one of five. I don't think they're gonna be in the playoffs, but I just the vision now came into view for me with with Smith playing like that, with Boston doing what she's doing. And you know, I think I want to praise Aaliyah Boston because I mean it's pretty easy. That's a, that's an easy thing to do, right? Um, but it, I want to praise her because I think her offense is just a little bit more rounded out and ready than I thought. Let's watch some highlights, Christy. Haha, <laughs> let's watch. Oh, I'm gonna put on me. So yeah, this is a, this is the putback against Chicago. Oh, yeah. Easy money. Easy just, money. Right. Yeah. And, and let, you know, tell me what you think about her. But I just think she's done a lot more. Uh, other stuff than she did in college. Like this is a great post up on oh, a- Asia Wilson, right? But yes. I think she watch as the tape goes on. I put in some more stuff where she she has like round out her game a little bit. I think ah, put it on the deck. Okay, watch right here, getting downhill and mm-hmm. take it to the rack. Why not? Right, you have the space to do that to rip and go, and you love to see it. And you know, in the previous play where she dove down and posted up, and she's used to being in a crowded area. Okay. She's used to having, yeah. you know, two and a half bodies in her space, or like I like to say, in in your um, in your frame, right, in your picture frame, yeah. and and she knows how to maneuver around it. So you have to give her credit. I mean, I think she's a front runner for Rookie of the Year, obviously a number one overall pick, but I just think, you know, we're talking about seamless before, right, with the new players to these, uh, you know, to Vegas and New York, but I mean, to be a rookie. To be the number one overall pick, that's been daunting for some players, right? Yeah. Um, and I know some had injuries and everything like that too. But I mean, Kelsey Plum didn't have an easy transition rookie year, and I mean, Plum Dog is who Plum Dog is now because of the struggles she had as a rookie. And then Skylar Diggins Smith too, out of the gates. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was a, a transition, 
But then look at her. I mean, Olympic gold medal. I mean, she has done uh, a tremendous job as well. So it's not always easy, right, to be the number one overall pick or, you know, to be a top pick of a of a team and have a lot of that weight on your shoulders and come in and, and command it, right? Especially yeah. from the post position where, you know, for guards, it's it's probably harder. But for post players, I mean, you saw she had added some things to her skill set. Yeah. Well, I just so, want to point out here too, like, pretty impressive this yeah. is not something that would happen at south carolina like her her guards getting blitzed there right and th this this team the connecticut sun they're not necessarily more concerned with this guard i believe that's lexi hall right they're not necessarily more concerned with her scoring ability than with Aaliyah boston this is just the defense they play right, right. like this is just a if it's a if it's a you know nash ball screen going down to that empty corner we right. trap it that's just a deep. So now there's so much more space for Leah Boston because the defense isn't all honed in on, on playing her. That's the other thing about college, right? In college, every team is honed in. Like it, yeah. every game is about beating that opponent. Yeah. In the league, they don't necessarily have time to do that kind of stuff. Like you can scout and all that, but you're really playing mm -hmm. the way you play normally and by your principles. So I think she just has a lot, just more space. She's awesome. This play is really cool seeing her find space. And then pass out of the double team into yeah. a three. That's amazing. That's a great look right there. I mean, like you said, her composure, right? Yes. And she backs up her composure with a skill set. Stretching the floor, nail extended, easy money. Look right here. Catch yeah, and shoot. Short roll. And she hits this three. Into the game, too. Big big play. Big Needs play. the three. Buries it. And uh, that's all I have, but man. Uh, just, that's awesome, Gabe. I yeah, love that. We'll we'll do some more we'll do some more stuff like that. I just have like so much I have so much tape all the time and yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Put it up. Uh, so we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna put it up here. I love yeah. it. But I just thought, you know, for her to already have that game, already see, you can already see it starting to add stuff. And not that she couldn't do these things, it's just True. doing it more consistently, finding yeah. the space, understanding the space that she has. And this is something mm -hmm. that we heard a lot yeah. coming into college is like. Aaliyah Boston, when she gets to the league, she have a little bit more space. It's going to be a little, a little bit easier. I'm not sure that's necessarily panned out, but it is. she's finding the spots where she needs to be, and I think she's going to just be awesome. There was a stat. the other. Did you see the stat? I forget what it was. I didn't, but I want her to have more touches. Hopefully that's the stat you're about to bring up. <laughs> Give it to her. Give her the ball. <laughs> Man, she does not have a lot of touches. No. I just noticed that. What's her usage like? But she, guess she's that type of player, isn't she? Yeah, but still, like, if I know, she's I know. efficient, if she's efficient, she can get a touch every possession. I don't care. Like, it doesn't no. mean that she's going to shoot it every time, but let the defense work against her getting a touch. Let's see what the defense does. Let's see if they send bodies to her, right, and load up on her, wall up, and take away her space because she's a brilliant passer. So let's go open up things for the rest of the team. We already saw her kick out of the double team and weak side um, foul line extended. And they nailed that three. So how many more other times can that happen in a game? Uh, a give lot her a more. Touch. Give, her, uh -huh. give her the ball, man. She like, has – so to your point, 18.8% usage rate um, for Leah Boston. That's actually mm -hmm. one, two – that's fifth on the fever. I mean, there's also two – so there's two players in the bench unit that have a higher than her. So she's third – she has the third highest usage in the starting lineup for um, the fever. I'm with you. That needs to be higher. <laughs> I, I, like found the, found the stat, I found the found the stat though. 
She's the first player in WNBA history to average 15 points per game on 70% field goal shooting over their first six games of a season. Wow. And she's done it in the first six games of her career. Shouts to Alexa. Shouts to Alexa Philippou. Friendly yeah. Pop. Well, that's awesome. No, I mean, I, and I know it's early. it's early. I know it's early, but I mean, her usage needs to be number one on the team. And that's no shade to anybody else. That's not saying that no one else can play. That's saying that's our best option, right? Um, for every possession to see what the defense morphs into and then make a read off of that. I mean, that's your best weapon. Yeah. I mean, even as a, a catcher, like she's your best weapon and 70% shooter. I mean, that's not a bad weapon either to be able to knock in 70% of your shots. Yeah. But the way that she can facilitate out of double and a half teams, you know, a double team and, and a shader, right? I mean, she makes great decisions. So let her make more of them. Yes. That's all, high volume. Like if you're doing something well, then my whole thing is it's silly not to be high volume with what's working well. No. Right? Or what's most efficient. Do that then. And I don't care if people get mad about that. Like it's best for the team. And that's what we're, we're preaching, right? The team is, is first. Right. So everyone's going to have to fall in line and buy into that philosophy and, and get her the most touches and have her be the highest in usage rate for, for yeah. any, and that's no shade to the coaches either. So don't try to say, Oh, she's trying to coach. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, if that's, if that's the fact of it, then follow the fact up with execution. That's it. And, and yeah. very, I, I think, I think, you know, there, to be fair to the fever, it is not necessarily something that's easy to do with, with Leah Boston. Cause I think to okay. a certain extent, the way you get her, the way you force feed it is her getting okay. post touch, right? Her getting post touch is, is the way you feed. But I okay. personally, I think the best stuff they've been doing is doing stuff. Hey, we're going to run some action and then we get Leah Boston into the post, but it's not necessarily, I think, you know, South Carolina got caught, you know, in this, in this conundrum, often too is like well do we waste time in the shot clock mm -hmm. trying to you know get her get motion and movement or do we just say our best option is down there like you're saying our best options down there let's force feed it in. i understand i think in the regular season of most professional like for the regular season right you do kind of have to run a little bit of motion to keep all the players interested and involved and under and you know getting playing together because in the playoffs you'll need that um so I do think I, I just think they need to figure out how to do it in a way that's not just Aaliyah post up. Aaliyah again the pinch post. Aaliyah shoot the pick three. And roll. Well, I'm not sure I want to shoot in threes. Like I mean, not every time, but I'm saying yeah. not not just on post ups. My thing is not just entry pass yeah. into her and everybody get out of the way. Although I I would love that, but I'm not, <laughs> I was about to say I was about to say I was a... beat it and clear out. Um, but I'm just saying, like, if I mean, the defense is going to do different things when she touches the ball. And it's the same thing with Elena Deladon when she touches the basketball and the possession. It's different than when anyone else on the team touches the basketball. So that's all I'm saying. And it doesn't have to be. I mean, I was being overly dramatic. Imagine that me being overly dramatic. But, you know, I was saying every single possession it doesn't have to be every single, but she needs more touches. And I just leave it at that. And wherever that is on the floor, right, yeah. because the defense is going to make decisions based on where Boston is on the court, regardless of where it is. Nail extended. I, I don't care. They're going to play differently when she has the basketball in her hands. 
And that's all I'm saying. Like you can run motion and all that and everyone's happy, you know, and it doesn't have to exclusively just be in her hands every single time. But I think there has to be at least four or five more touches for her per yeah. game. I mean, that's twice a quarter. You can get it two or two or three times extra a quarter. I think you can. Right. Yeah. And then make the defense make choices after that. But that's all I'm saying. And, that, and again, it's no shade to anybody else. But I just, you know, it's it's chess, not checkers for me. I want to see what the defense is going to do. I want to make them make decisions based on um, what we are doing on the offensive side. Right. And I want mm -hmm. it to be our choice. Not we're not going to change yeah. to what you're doing for us. Right. I want it, I want you to change. Now you have to make the adjustment defensively against what we're doing. That's that's the challenge for me. Um, as a former yeah. coach, anyway. But that's, so, I, want, I want to try this to see what you do. Yeah, coach sides. For, yeah. Just get Aaliyah Boston the ball on the post, is what Chrissy's trying to say. Give it to her. She didn't Bounce. just want to say that, but like, I know what she's thinking. Just get <laughs> closer up. Just give her like two more post touches every quarter. It's not that hard. I, that's, that's all she, I, look, <laughs> hey, you listen to Christy. I, I would listen to her before you listen. That's my girl, too. I, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, oh, yeah, Christy, the Christy Christy connection, the Christy to Christy law firm, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that law and rest not love law firm, but um, even though that was great, but I just think with, with her, I mean, she's she knows what she's doing, and maybe it is early, and early. you know, Aliyah's a, a rookie, so maybe she's just um coming into form, and the team again is is developing the chemistry, so. I'm not trying to overstep bounds and this is what you should do. I'm not saying that, but it would be nice to see. Oh, I do it all the time. The oh. coaches love it. Oh, you do? <laughs> uh, you should You should try it. You should hear how many coaches, WNBA coaches, come up to me like, you know, that idea that you said on oh. the podcast, we try. No, it's never happened. And then never. Oh, I, I was like, I was who said, kidding. Who said I was that? kidding. Who said that? I'm trying oh. to figure out. Okay. I thought you were going to see. I'm so I'm all believing you. They have much better ideas than 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 I do. Uh, do you, we? We'll talk about the Mystics at some other point. I mean, we we actually should really just do like a post game Mystics podcast at some. Point. We should. But I'm down with that. They're on the West Coast this weekend, and oh, the game start. The game starts at 10 p.m. Oh, I don't mind that. You know, I'm up, honey. I'm up late. That's a, you're not though, are you? <laughs> I'm not up. That you're like, late. well, <laughs> well, I'm, I might be up, but I'm not like. I could do a podcast right now. Uh, yeah, especially after up. a game when you have all the thoughts running. Oh. Hey, maybe maybe Sunday. Oh no, 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 no. Never mind. I'm at a, I'm at a thing. I'm at, I'm Wait, oh, you're at a thing. You're doing a thing. Oh, I'm, I'm I think I'm flying Sunday. We'll talk. About There's it. a game on Tuesday. Maybe Plus, then. Then. Maybe courtside. Put in the Phoenix, one we right? Do. They have Phoenix. Uh, they're Indiana. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. What am I talking about? Phoenix. Anyway. Uh, they're on the road for a while. Yeah. They come back the 16th against oh, Phoenix. Wow. That's why that's in my head. Phoenix is coming to D.C. Oh, Brittany's coming. Oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a long I'm, time for now. Really hard when she comes here, too. Just oh, already it's gonna be emotional. scripting that for myself. <laughs> so so maybe maybe Tuesday, maybe Sunday, we'll, we'll figure out a time to do something like that. Yeah, um, I'm down. So wait, we do have some college news that we haven't talked about. Uh, do you know where Ashley Owusu ended up? Yes, man. You can break the news, man. Go ahead. I I, I forgot. I saw this, but I forgot about it. It's uh, Penn, Penn State. State. Yeah. I thought you said you forgot where, but I, that's why I added in. But yeah, she's headed back to the Big Ten. Yeah. With uh, Kenny Brooks and Virginia Tech, who went to the Final Four. And yeah, 
What, what are your thoughts on that? I know you always ask me questions. So I'm going to ask you. Good for her. I think that's probably the right, that's probably the right place. I mean, I think it's a program that needs someone that can score and, and kind of take over that role. Um, I think she'll be able to get the ball a lot more and um, I think that's where she wants to be in a, in a position like that. And, and I also think that is probably best for her long-term to be in a program like that um, than either, you know, playing in Europe, which is something that was, that she, that they floated, uh, she floated oh, out there. Really? Yeah. She, she said she was going to go to the draft and, you know, I think someone talked her out of that. I Luckily, because, wow. yeah. So, and so, and then, so now um, she, she, she realized that she should be in college. And I agree. I think that's a really, really good spot for her. Um, so hopefully, oh, what's up? Yeah, we're always, we're, we're rude for everyone. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially former Maryland people, at least. Yeah. Um, where, where else was she considering? Did, was that, did you see anything? I didn't see anything. I'm asking you. I don't know. Like, what were her choices like down to? Uh, yeah, obviously Penn State was one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, she didn't, I didn't no, uh, I was wondering. Just, I know definitely not Maryland or Virginia Tech. Those two were are not on the oh, list. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we can eliminate those two. <laughs> that was definitely not on the list. I can't uh, right now. <laughs> so, uh, oh, there's a three on three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Kaylee Van Lithwan, another three on three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So another three on three. Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, the men lost. Jimmer. That's, we're not a men's basketball podcast. They did. Um, yeah. I saw Lindsay Did you, did you watch this? No, I didn't. But I saw um, Lindsey Whalen is on the um, USA Basketball Committee, which oh. I didn't know um, mm -hmm. until she um, posted something about it and and said that the women's team won and then the men's team did not win. But um, that she was, I saw a picture of her hugging Haley Van Lith and and some of the other players. But I think that's really cool that Lindsey Whalen has that role with USA Basketball after winning a couple gold medals and you know doing her thing with the Minnesota Lynx. So it's pretty awesome. The Minnesota legend, Mrs. Minnesota, yeah. honestly, the most Minnesota person I could probably think of. The three, <laughs> I want to give credit to everyone, obviously. So, Haley Van Lith um, yeah. is on this team. Sierra Burdick, who's outside yeah. a WNBA veteran, um, yeah. is a was on that team. And then Cameron Brink, uh, yeah. also on the team. That yeah. Is a lot of, pretty a lot fantastic. Of yeah, pretty fantastic. You said a lot of sauce. So, well, both. But I said a lot of size, but there, oh. I mean, wherever Haley Van Lith goes, there is. Uh, a lot of sauce on the court. I thought you said sauce. You know, I have all these kids that say sauce, so I thought you said that. But anyway. <laughs> oh, one more nope. thing. One more. One more thing. One more thing. Iowa and Virginia Tech gonna play in November hmm. in Charlotte. What is that a oh, tournament? I guess there's a tournament. That newly announced Ally tip off. Ally tip off. Wow. In Charlotte. Wow. Look, I'm going road trip. Yeah, go. Okay. I mean, I, I always have I always have reason to go to North Carolina. When's the date? Do they have the date? Shoot. Look it up, Gabe. You're the looker upper. Looker upper. Uh, uh, November 9th. Oh. I don't know. Um, we might be we might be starting the basketball season then. Yeah. But if we can go, courtside on the road. Yeah. Courtside on the road. Courtside. Uh, Charlie. <laughs> all right. I think that's all the college needs to have. Yeah. I think that's uh, it too. I mean, I know for, for the WNBA, I do know we were talking about Lindsey Whalen, but I think there's going to be a, um, a homecoming for that whole crew that won all the titles. Yes. 
coming up soon um, in Minnesota at the end of this week, I believe. And then Sue Bird is also, I think, are they retiring her number on Sunday? Yeah, they're having like a whole... Yeah, it's on ABC. Doing the Dwayne Wade like celebration of... Oh. You know how Dwayne Wade... Dwayne Wade had like an entire weekend. It was very extra. Sue Bird's going to get the entire extra weekend. I I don't know what's going to happen when LeBron retires. Because... I that is going to be he's going to plan the biggest party for three oh, yeah. to four franchises, uh, and, and Diana is going to be different, but yeah, I think it'll be fun. I just it'll think it'll be, be more fun. understated. Yeah, LeBron will definitely be in Miami for his probably for sure. I mean, for your sake, you want him there. If he if he stayed in Miami, we win a lot more titles. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. You got uh, Hemi. You got Hemi. Hey, it's it's working out Don't great for start. us. Hemi Neutron, yeah, Hemi Neutron. Hemi Neutron. He's dipping and doing. Uh, I think that, and then there have been some uh, little nicks and cuts up in the WNBA. No one, no one out for too long. Although Aaron McDonald has a torn labrum, I know. Uh, three to four weeks. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround. I thought when I said when I saw three or four weeks, I was like, wow, that's pretty quick to come back I mean, from something like that. But I've never done that, so I don't know. And technology today, I guess I you can. Uh, well, I know. We we know at least one person who uh, did play can play through a torn labrum, and that's Miss Thomas, who's yeah. doing it done it for a lot of her career at this point. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's right, true. That's all, that's all that's I got. It? Unless that's you want to pick the Heat game, you want you want to give a Heat pick? I'm not picking. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go with the Heat because you you swayed me that way. Now, um, I I really love the hard work. And uh, the hard hat mentality of Miami and the fact that they won the game against Denver in the last one the way that they did, it's hard to bet against them. But I'm here for the chess match of it all. I, I want to see a great game. But, I mean, Miami has it, you know, Pat Riley and Alonzo Mourning, you know, they got the culture correct. I like that. So, I don't know. I like I like to see people on the same page. So, it should be interesting to see. Especially Denver's a good, Denver's a good team, too. Oh, they're a great team. They're they great got team. they got our guy, DM Veer, legendary DM Veer, Jeff Green. <laughs> Uncle Jeff. Uncle Jeff. And Jeff's been in the league like my entire life. All right. Uh, no. Chris, we got to get off this podcast. I know. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Now I'm nervous about the game. Going down a little rabbit hole. Anywho, but listen, it has been fantastic to chop it up with you, my friend, right here on Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. We will be back. We don't have to go home, but we do have to get up out of here to shut the lights off. We got our cranberry juice and our popcorn <laughs> ready for the, the heat game, but also some WNBA games as well. So we will be back to chop it up with you next time right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I'm Christy Winter-Scott. For my guy, Gabe Ibrahim, we will see you next time.